Hi there, and welcome to the Think Bigger series from SRG, a series of transformational conversation around workplace, people growth, and industry. I'm Jacob, and after graduating in business, I fell into recruitment like so many. Since then, I've specialised in the STEM industry, and I have a real passion for ensuring that resourcing is truly seen as a business solution. Throughout this series, I'll be joined by my colleague Philippa Clark, a long-standing member of the SRG family. Together, we'll discuss various conversations and also invite industry professionals to get their insights, tricks and tips to support with resourcing and overall organisational culture. The aim of this series is to enable you to take ownership of your career and personal growth. We hope to give you some quick takeaways to improve not only your own growth, but that of your team, and as mentioned, your team's culture. So on today's podcast, I'm absolutely thrilled to say that we've got our first guest, um, Michelle, People and Operations Director from IOM. Welcome, Michelle. Hello. Good to have you on board. And as usual, Philippa, hi there. Hi, Jacob. Hi, Michelle. Hello. Good stuff. So today we're going to gonna tackle um, a subject that I think is, or we probably know, is really prevalent at the moment, hiring in a virtual world and really looking at kind of the impacts that that has for both clients and, and kind of, well, employers and employees. So I think to kick off, Michelle, if you want to give an introduction of, of who you are and IOM, that would be fantastic. And then, um, yeah, we can see where the conversation takes us. Okay, great, no problem at all. So I'm the, the People and Operations Director for, um, for the Institute of Occupational Medicine. So I've worked um, at IOM for the last three and a half years, um, but I've been an HR generalist um, for over 20 years now, and that's obviously shown my age. Um, but IOM is a, <laughs> a for-good, not-for-profit organisation, and our purpose is improving people's health and safety at work at home and in the environment through our science and our consultancy services. So we're a very diverse organisation, a variety of different styles of roles and skills and, and um, uh, experiences needed, um, covering office-based uh, roles, site-based, laboratory, uh, academic, scientific type roles um, all across the UK and um, Singapore as well. Awesome, thanks for that. It's good to have a little bit of background into who you are joining us today as you are outside of SRG. Have you always worked in, in that space, Michelle, or have you worked across different industries? So, I, no, I've always, I, I, prim primarily my experience is around retail, so uh, food retail, um, kind of hospitality, leisure, uh, leisure retail um, as well. So I did that for the majority of my, my career and then came into um, not-for-profit and consultancy um, when I joined IOM. And it was a conscious um, move to get some other industry experience. Okay, brilliant. No, cheers to that. So um, we've got we've got somebody the other side, Philippa, joining us today. So we can ask some really juicy <laughs> questions then <laughs> around hiring, hiring in a virtual world, and not just kind of with our recruiting hats on, as in recruitment agency, but certainly from your perspective. So if you kick us off, Michelle, it would be great to sort of understand what what's hiring in a virtual world mean to you what are you doing kind of in this virtual world we now find ourselves in due to the pandemic um how's that changed how's your hiring process changed at iom i think so hiring in a virtual world for me now means additional flexibility an improved candidate experience ex expansion of our talent pool which is amazing 
Um, and we've kind of we've been able to break down some of the barriers um, that um, recruitment has historically had for the business, but also for for people and managers as well. So, you know, not being focused on a particular location for someone if the job can actually be done at home, for example, or in a remote location. Um, we've been able to um, save on recruitment costs, whether that be not just not not necessarily agency costs, just to put out there, given that you you tour on that side of things, but in terms <laughs> of pulling people for interview, that that kind of thing. Um, and we've we've been able to to really get rid of the flexible working fears that you know were there before COVID hit. Um, and I think we everybody could. Um, focus on the, the the negatives that COVID has brought to um, the world, um, never mind to industry, but actually there's been some really good benefits that have come out of it. I, when, when COVID did hit, I have to tell you, I was in an absolute panic mode because we were actually recruiting at the time. We had offered a couple of people roles, so we had to virtually onboard for the first time ever. Um, and then we knew we were going to be recruiting um, later on. I was kind of like, my God, what the hell am I going to do? Um, how is this going to work? And then, you know, mm. I actually gave myself a shake because recruitment isn't any different. I, it's still the same. You've still got to manage the candidate experience. You've still got to kind of talent pool and look for people. But actually technology for me has enhanced that. Um, okay. and it's been a positive experience, I would say. Okay, awesome. Philippa, what's your, what's your take on it? Would you agree? Would you agree, Michelle? Have a lot of your clients sort of adopted the same feel as they as they've been pushed back, as they've been concerned? Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with a lot of the points Michelle's raised. I think there's real advantages to this virtual hiring platform, um, and certainly throughout you know, from the start of this pandemic and up to this point now, we've seen a huge shift to virtual recruitment. Virtually most of our clients are adopting a virtual recruitment process. And I think for me, what it's all about is it's about transitioning that very traditional often very rigid recruitment process and moving that onto a virtual platform. And it's a great opportunity to take advantage of some of the online tools that we have, but also an opportunity to really reassess that recruitment process. And certainly what I've seen from, from our customers' um, perspective, in many cases, they've reviewed their process. Was it too long? Was it too complicated? How could we streamline it? And what's been really exciting and encouraging to see is just that real emphasis on cultural fit. Um, thinking about how do we bring our brand to life on a virtual platform? And it's really enabled my customers to take a step back and think about their virtual framework how they want to be perceived and really thinking about that experience that each of the candidates has um, and, and from a candidate perspective I think initially obviously there, there was some nervousness um, and people weren't used to that type of uh, recruitment process but I have to say most of our candidates have really embraced it obviously we've been there to support them but I would say the vast majority of our candidates have really embraced it they found it to be a very positive um, process when it is done correctly um, and as mm. sort of Michelle says it can save a lot of time and, and it, it's great for creating a really sort of consistent approach for each of our candidates but I'd say you know sort of so far so good but I still think there's a lot we can sort of learn as well. Oh I think I, I mean I would totally agree with you Philippa I mean there's some amazing um, benefits but I mean there has been some um, not so great ways as well so we've had some learnings mm. along the way I think for me, the, when you talk about a virtual recruitment framework and what you're doing, 
that's our experience as well. So I've had to reevaluate our process. I've taken it as an opportunity to re-educate managers and actually yeah. be able to kind of bash through, like I say, some of those mental barriers around recruitment. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, the technology element and the virtual element enables us to really speed up and improve our screening process. So mm-hmm. um, the, it does not replace the human connection element of it, far from it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we going forward, we will, we will have a blended approach, um, but the initial stages of our recruitment process will be done virtually. Um, so for example, we, um, uh, we're a little bit behind the curve in some organisations um, having an applicant tracking system because um, we're quite a small organisation, but bring, bringing an applicant tracking system on has enabled us to have automated but personalised messages for people. So one, they know their application has been received because people always worry about that and wonder about it. We can inform them about the, the um, length of time it's going to be for people to get back or whatever. We can then send out holding messages if we need to. We've been able to kind of to screen um, applicants and then maybe have them doing a, a, a kind of additional questions. You know, we're really interested in your CV, but we've got a couple of extra questions before we invite you for interviews. So engaging um, virtually and using technology platforms to do that. Um, and you can, because, you know, if you're recruiting on a big scale, you can actually do that within a couple of clicks of a button and you're, you're reaching out to lots of candidates and being able to screen that yeah. down as well. Um, and then first interview, doing that on a virtual basis through uh, a, a camera interview and we we have um, taken the the decision to kind of record those when we're doing it we obviously asked the permission of the candidate and if they said no we wouldn't do it following all the gdpr rules but what we have found is whilst people are kind of nervous for the first couple of minutes they then forget um, and actually mm-hmm. for the recruiting manager it means the conversation can flow they don't have to worry about taking copious notes and you know the attention yeah. in the interview and the rapport mm-hmm. in the interview is much better than it might have been if they were having to take you know if, if they were face to face and having to take notes and you know just the, the experience is, is better so the blended approach thing in the, in the framework um, for me is absolutely right um, and going forward when we're allowed to do so uh, depending on our rules obviously our, our end stages would then be more of the kind of um, in-person elements so there's a, a little bit of, of both but even one of one of our roles is very much based um, in the office and one of our technical roles and and we even had a virtual tour video that we were doing so that people could see up front so if they then decided that environment physical environment wasn't for them you know they could pull out very easily at the beginning or, or vice versa so so yeah there's there's lots of kind of ways to use it and to get benefits out of it awesome you know what listening to that i think that's so powerful the bit around that engagement so you know we always talk about technology being an enabler you know being able to kind of save time save money save resource you know see people from all over the world but I'm really kind of, I'm a, I'm a people person and I, I read a lot from people's body language. And I think certainly for a, from a candidate perspective, if I was thinking me as a candidate interviewing in this virtual world, how would I feel? What would I be concerned about? It'd be getting myself across and ensuring that the other person who would normally be sat um, from the other side of a table to me is, is the other side of a screen. So I think being able to record and look, this isn't the first time obviously we've spoken, Michelle, we know each other. So... I knew some of these tips and tricks that you were doing, but I think recording those interviews and ensuring that you're not just looking at a piece of paper and taking copious notes, I think it's really powerful and probably puts the candidate at ease as well. 
yeah, right? Thank you. I so thank you. so I, I think I think that's great. Is there anything else that you've that you've done? I mean, I know you touched upon a few kind of points there, but are there any kind of things yeah. that you've done that you've thought, wow, yeah, we did that so brilliantly. We, I'm really pleased we did that. Uh, we we were we have been interviewing for a new CEO, so thank, thankfully we've appointed now. And um, part of the process that the, the interview um, manager, they wanted to have a panel interview. Um, and I was like, oh man, seriously? Okay, fine, how are we <laughs> gonna do this? So I had to think a little bit creatively about how that could be done in the virtual world. And um, what we did was we made sure that there was a facility because there's so I was a facilitator because I've met the candidates already. So it was easier for me to take a different a, a, approach in there. We, I um, coached and worked with the interview panel on the etiquette of the panel there. So the last thing you want is it descending into chaos because too many people want to ask questions and, and all of that sort of thing. So we kind of agreed on, on an approach. Uh, we talked a little bit about what each panel member wanted to get from, from that interview, what they wanted to, to know. Um, and we agreed on, a, on how that would work. We also agreed on the etiquette for the chat box. So if during the conversation, another question came up or there was a different kind of way one of the panel members wanted to go down a route, then they would, um, they would connect with me directly through the chat box so I could then help facilitate that conversation. And I have to say, I was really nervous about it because the first time I've, I've done it, um, but it went really well in all cases. Um, and because we had put that preparation into it, um, and we had set the, the context and the standard with the, the, the candidate. Part of that panel was also enabling the candidates to provide a, a presentation. We didn't give them any stipulations, so we didn't say it had to be PowerPoint, whatever, because we, we wanted to assess their creativity as well. Um, so we said, the only thing that you need to be mindful of is that you'll be doing this in a virtual way. Um, so. Mm you know, it's entirely up to you. And we, we gave them the space to do that. So, you know, we obviously enabled them to do screen sharing if that's what they wanted. And it went, it did go really, really well, I have to say. Brilliant. I don't know, Philippa, if you've had kind of any, any clients come to you with ideas they've got, but for me, there's something that, you could probably write a whole book on it, right? We know how to act as humans in an interview environment when we're face to face. We know how to walk down the road when we see people. We know how to be in a shop when we're with other people, right? But virtual engagement etiquette. And I think we forget that. And by not really understanding how to act as a together on an interview or any platform, or even here on the podcast, right? When we've got three people talking, we've obviously had a conversation about how we're not all going to talk over the top of each other otherwise it'd be a complete car crash and i think you know for any employers that are listening to this i would really urge you to take that point and think about how you can implement you know virtual engagement etiquette into your business when interviewing when having meetings whatever it may be because i think that could actually be really powerful i, I think that's i think that. that's a really good tip i would add to that jacob as well that don't think about it as being something completely different so when when the pandemic hit and we had to move to a virtual way as i said i actually gave myself a shake because recruitment is recruitment it's just using another tool and as you say an enabler um and it's the same when you're thinking about interview etiquette or online etiquette as well realistically it's it's the same as what you would be thinking about if you were in face to face so you know your body language um your your eye contact your kind of you know uh, minimizing distractions 
just to think about it in that you're then on a small window. So mm -hmm. um, be very, very aware of that. Um, so that it, it, it's not to overcomplicate it, just to take it down to the yeah. basic level and think through, just like you said, you put yourself in the shoes of a candidate, that that's what um, we should all be doing as employers as well and, and vice versa for the candidate. Definitely, definitely. I know, um, Philippa, you, you, I was going to say, you, you mentioned a minute ago about onboarding as well. And I was interested to get your thoughts on that, Philippa. But before we kind of move on to that, is there anything that you were going to talk about in virtual etiquette or anything that your clients have done? Yeah, I mean, just to sort of add to Michelle's point, I absolutely agree. Recruitment is recruitment and it largely shouldn't sort of change if you're doing it sort of in person or, or sort of going to a virtual platform. That said, though, what I've observed and certainly what I've done to sort of support some of our customers is I do feel that this whole situation has given us the option to be really creative. So we've had some really fun things happening amongst our customers where they've had um you know, virtual tours where some of the team have put some videos together just to really showcase the business and showcase some of the great work that they've done. Um, they've also done sort of coffee chats with some of the wider team where it's a bit of a relax, let's grab a coffee together. I'll tell you a little bit about why I enjoy working here um, for this particular company. So I think, yes, recruitment is recruitment, but there's definitely been an opportunity for us to all be more creative and not shy away um, from sort of adding new things into the process that will hopefully bring the culture and the values to life, which is definitely a challenge to do over sort of a video call at times. Thanks for that, Philip. I've taken them down. That's, I'll take some of them as well. <laughs> you know what? That's that ties into the point that I was going to come on to, Philippa, and it's a really valuable one because you are talking about the culture. You are talking about actually, you know, when does onboarding start? And I think there's a kind of a a view, isn't there? Maybe, and I think it's the wrong view that we use the terminology onboarding once we've decided to appoint someone. But Philippa, you've talked about a really important point there about ensuring that we're still getting that culture across, and that's all part of the onboarding process. Mm -hmm. So. Philippa, for you, and then really keen to get your thoughts on it, Michelle. You know, what what have maybe some of your clients done, or maybe actually what haven't they done that you feel they could have done better to ensure that the onboarding of an individual was done earlier or better throughout a virtual process? Um, I mean, I agree. I think I think the brand, the culture, has got to be felt before the before the candidate has even applied for the job whether that be through an agency or directly they need to feel yeah. the value in the culture and then I think that's got to be really consistent throughout the process um, I think as I said before it's about I think it's about bringing the culture to life whether that be virtual tours whether that be sort of meet and greets I think it's really good as well to sort of share stories you know these platforms have some great you know some very straightforward share functions on them you know why not share some great stories you know um, share some videos, share some achievements of what the company have done, um, how do they live through the values. So there's all lots of great stuff that you can do. Probably one of the um, fears of our candidates is that they won't they won't know what it's like to have a typical day in that company. You know, they can't visualize where they can work. So it's about making sure you've got a virtual framework that appeals to talent that you're trying to attract and engage. The, the, the skills and people that you're trying to attract, what's what's likely going to be important to them, make your framework visual, make it engaging. But I think what's really important 
particularly with culture, is that it's that two-way exchange. They want to be able to yeah. feel comfortable to ask you questions, as well as it just being a panel sort of grilling somebody um, over video. So they're the main things. I have to say, you know, the majority of our clients have really tried to embrace culture, and that was kind of their number one objective. We must get our culture and our values across to talent. Okay. Michelle, what so we've been quite, we've been quite lucky to be honest. <laughs> well, I think I I, um, I totally agree with everything you're you're saying there, um, Philippa. But again, I would go back to the I'd go back to the point that employee value proposition, um, EVP, mm -hmm. isn't new. Something that's been talked about for a long time, and I, you know, and I'll be perfectly honest, ours isn't great, and we are improving it. And technology is a massive enabler for that. Um, your onboarding for me starts the minute someone is curious about your organization, whether they apply or not. So you have an absolute opportunity to use your website, your social media, your whatever platforms that you're using to really showcase that brand and your the culture. And, and Philip, I completely agree. Sell the stories. Um, you know, if someone's applying for a particular role, have someone who's willing in your organization to do a little bit of a video chat or interview, even a podcast like this, if they don't want to be on on camera. You know, there's so many tools now that it's so easy to do it. Um, you know, be open about the purpose of roles and what it how it ties in with your overall uh, vision and mission of your organization. Um, be um, willing to um, be human and authentic. You know, it's not all about um, the, the, the whole uh, stiff upper lip, um, you know, professionalism type thing. We're all people, we're all human, um, and actually be able to kind of showcase that in, a, in, a, in an authentic way. I think for mm -hmm. me, um, definitely now um, and in today's world, there is an opportunity to do it simpler and easier and and in a, such a creative and innovative way, um, and organisations shouldn't shy away from that. And they will, you know, most organisations have brilliant marketeers who are, are amazing at selling their products and their services. You know, their internal recruitment teams or HR should be making the best pals possible with them because they can share skills and expertise and, and actually utilise some of the assets in the business to, to enhance their, their EVP and actually, um, turn a slightly different slant for candidates so that they can be brought into the world of the organisation. So uh, I am all for, I know I've got a lot of work to do in my organisation, but it's exceptionally exciting, definitely. No, I, I agree. And you mentioned candidates there. And I think it's really important for a candidate to understand like what we've talked about so far, to understand kind of the pain points and to understand some of the successes that clients are having through their interview and why they're doing it. Because that mm. enables mm. you know, those that are seeking employment to be able to think, right, this is what I need to be getting across. This is the, the, the markers that I need to be thinking about. Um, before I go on to the candidate piece, I think we could spend the last sort of five minutes talking about the good and the bad maybe that we've seen um, or heard <laughs> of of candidates interviewing virtually. So that's, that's great, right? Let's try, yeah. try and help some yeah, people go. out here. <laughs> I can actually, just one thing that you both have talked about is is that experiencing an office and i'm really surprised that maybe there's a business here and someone listening might do it but you know actually recording an augmented reality of an office or a virtual reality of an office um or even doing a video tour of your office um so that people can get a feel about the site they're in because you can't necessarily go to sites at the moment and see those offices and you know if you're buying a house at the moment you jump on right move and you look and they're doing a virtual tour 
and I'm really surprised that there aren't these virtual tours happening. Maybe they are, but I've not seen any of We've office locations. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> Oh, yes, there you go. Definitely. So interestingly, when we were doing our COVID risk assessment, we um, pulled together a, a kind of 3D model of, of our offices so that we could show the way to walk around and, and all of that sort of stuff. So it's not, I mean, it's it's not very um, kind of human friendly because it's very kind of um, architectural like um but yeah. that kind of gave us the idea that actually we could be doing this. So we were rec recruiting for an engineering type role um, and we had kind of hoped to have it ready ready for that. And, and we haven't, but it's certainly in, in process just now where very simply and easily it's kind of going around the, the office with a camera um, and kind of talking about that tour. Um, yeah. I think, you know, businesses don't need to be worried so much about how professional or otherwise the video looks. Obviously, you want it to be nice and clean, but... Um, you know, sometimes it's quite nice just to, to show some of the ways that businesses are going out their way to try and uh, to yeah. onboard and, and, and impress someone. Because that's who's that's what they're going to see on a day to day basis, right? As a, as a candidate. Absolutely. So, so, right, candidate, the good, the bad, the ugly. What have we seen candidates do or haven't done throughout interview processes? And hopefully, those individuals that are seeking employment or looking at interviewing at the moment can get some tips. I mean, Philippa. You know, you've obviously got a lot of candidates that you've had interviews throughout here, given given your role. What what have you um, experienced? What are the good, the bad? What's the good, the bad, the ugly? Um, I mean, I, I guess in, in terms of things that I guess candidates need to think about is, um, I mean, I guess where we've seen things go good and wrong is, I guess it's understanding the technology platform. You know, there have been instances where people have said, oh, yes, I know that platform really well, but actually... But, could have maybe done a bit of practice and just got to grips with the different features so I'd always say to people even if you've used Zoom team and before there's never any harm in just double checking you're sort of familiar with the platform because that's a bit of a nightmare if you're doing that last minute um a, a, a really obvious one but sometimes people are, you know we've all we're all sort of uh, got busy lives and and things are all a bit chaotic at the moment but it's just making sure that they're in quite a calm and relaxed environment because if you go on site to an interview you instantly walk into a very calm pre set up environment that's all ready for that interview but at, you know at home um, or wherever you are there is always that risk of interruption so it's just minimizing those sort of interruptions or, or distractions um, in the background um, and just little basic things like checking the camera we did have um, an interview where sort of the person was was could only sort of see half of their face it's just little things like checking the camera like the chin or the checking... eyes just showing right yeah i mean <laughs> you could hear everything they were saying and and it was all fine but you know it, it's just about it's just those little basics checking the camera checking the audio checking the lighting obviously internet connection is a big one you haven't got people sort of downloading things in the background or other people working from home you know that could be sort of affecting the connection um a really top tip and this is one thing that we've seen a lot of issues with is where candidates have been get sent invites but they haven't actually formally accepted them so what that will mm -hmm. then naturally do is make is make that end employer nervous well are they attending or not so it's really really important people just press accept on the invites but the biggest biggest thing for me is is we have to accept that when we're, we're using technology things can 
can go wrong. So always have a technology backup plan, you know, put the app on your phone, make a note of the links on a piece of paper. You've got that backup plan. That would be my biggest tip because we've had candidates just drop out halfway through and they've not been able to get back on. So they've had no way of letting us know or the client know so that would be my biggest tip um yeah they're, they're kind of obvious ones but sometimes people do forget about them yeah i think i think you know speaking from an employer side um we've experienced some of them um as well um one of a couple of things i would add is is around the communication so you know accepting the invite is a big big one i mean i was really surprised when we were recruiting for for some of our roles that we've done recently we are actually the vast majority of candidates didn't accept it was only a couple that did um and actually the the impression for the employer uh, is mm -hmm. quite important and you talked a little bit about the, the camera there and the angle these kind of things can give an indication to the employer about your attention to detail your your kind of your your abilities and things as well so it's it's remembering those little things the other thing i've had is people just not turning up so um you know don't ghost us if you've decided to pull out that's okay just get in touch whether it be through the agency if it's with an agency or actually directly with the person you've been conversing with and just say actually i've, I've changed my mind thanks for the opportunity that is common courtesy um mm. and i think um the, the the other one i've added you talked about lighting and things um uh, philippa one um a, a couple of times we've had people who have sat in a beautiful room behind a lovely window at a time of day with the sun streaming in and you can't see them at all and actually you're blinded by the light so uh, you know preparation for me is absolutely key you know even get someone else um, you know, contact a family member or a friend at roughly the same time on a different day just to see what the experience kind of looks like. Um, mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've, I've found amazing is how well people put an effort in when it's going really well. So actually, um, they've been suited and booted um, and they've actually looked really smart and you can see they've made an effort. And, and you know, what, what always made me giggle, um, and this is around the report thing, some have confessed that they're kind of only really dressed the top half and they're still in their joggies or, you know, their yeah. Yeah. or whatever in the bottom half. I'm all right with that, to be fair. I would no judging here, but the fact that they have made that effort is absolutely lovely. And it does kind of, um, it, it really um, impresses how, uh, how much they want that role and how much effort they're kind of willing to put in. So, so yeah, there, there's That's those kind of things. Body That's language an interesting is a really, the body language is a really big, uh, big one for me as well. So I am very much uh, an animated person. So I'm talking to you just now. My camera's off yet. My hands are all over the shop. And yeah. if you are an animated person and you want people to see that in your personality, put the camera slightly back so that you're able to see what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and actually um, showcase who you are as an individual, but equally don't be sitting too far back that you're kind of slouch, that you can't have eye contact or smile. And on a lot of the platforms, you can sometimes hide your self view or make your self view smaller. So you're not then getting distracted by yourself because that takes your eye contact away from the interviewer. And, and I've had interviews where the person hasn't looked at the camera at all. They've been looking up, looking down. And I've, I've even kind of called out and said, is everything OK? You seem to be distracted. Is something going on? You know, yes. and it's actually it's a nervousness of the camera not really knowing that that um, that etiquette there. It's no different than if you were face to face. Face your camera, look at your, your interviewer, smile and just relax. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's really, really good points raised. I am um, just, just from my experience, and you know, not really sort of hands on with with candidates as such anymore. But you know, some of the stuff that we've had from clients have I've really had to push back on because they've not understood that people are are at home. So we've had dogs barking in the background. We've had people that have had to let their dog out halfway because they are at home alone. No partners at work and children at the time were at school when the schools were open. Um, and I think you know my thing is you know to candidates to those looking for jobs do as much as you can to minimize those distractions of course you know think about the the window i mean thought you're going to break into a bruce springsteen song when you said blinded by the light but um, <laughs> um but you're absolutely I right and then, to that. i wouldn't subject you to that <laughs> um but i think we've also got to be really kind of you know urge urge him employers to also think you know these people are doing their best you know a dog does bark a postman does come to the door and that those are those things are, are out of people's control and i think as, you know as long as the candidate's minimizing it and communicating what's going on as well and saying look really sorry that there's someone at my door mm-hmm. or really mm-hmm. sorry the dog's barking rather than ignoring it i think is really powerful so conscious that we've been talking for a while um but I am going to ask you both one one kind of final question. And don't worry, it's not going to put you on the spot with your your final takeaways. So I think there's been a lot of takeaways throughout this podcast. But I will ask kind of what the future holds. And, you know, Michelle, what are you going to be doing? Um, I think we did touch upon it, but I think it's a good way to summarise. And Philippa, what are you going to be encouraging your clients to do? I know you talked about um, this kind of blended approach moving forward. So if you can both just kind of summarise that and what you think the future holds for this balanced or blended approach, that would be great. Um, well, for me, um, I'll, I'll kick off. For me, there's a the the blended framework will definitely be there. So we will definitely continue using technology, particularly in the early stages, and and really using technology and platforms to enhance our um, EVP, to improve some of the things that we have on our website, our career site, and to enable those those personalization of of messages through the automated systems. Um, And also to support the screening elements of our interviews. So, you know, we've saved a fortune not kind of flying people around to come in and meet us face to face for, you know, the first hour or whatever. Um, we have um, utilised some of the coffee catch-ups that, that Philippa talked about earlier on, so we'll do that virtually. Um, but we will we will ensure the human element is in there. So when we are um, at a final stage of an interview, for example, we will have people come to meet with us in person. Um, we will um, be uh, enabling that as well. Um, but what we will be keeping is the flexible working element. So one of the huge benefits mm-hmm. for us has been able to expand our talent pool. And a lot of the roles that we have have got specific talents or degrees or things that people need to have. And we don't necessarily grow them in the areas that we have offices, but we've been able to prove in the last year that all of our people can do their job amazingly well remotely. Um, and we have been working very hard to connect connect with people, making sure they're not isolated, that they're, they're, they've got opportunities still to be involved in the organisation, albeit on a remote basis. So um, okay. we, we've had a lot of lessons that we will continue, but certainly the breaking down the, the geographical barriers and enabling a, 
a bigger and a more effective talent pool will be there and we'll have that that blended approach from from start to finish awesome thank you and philippa anything to sort of add to that um, yeah, I mean, just to sort of summarise, I think certainly virtual recruitment um, will continue past COVID. I, I think it's here to stay and will sort of become the new standard. And as I sort of said earlier, I think it's an exciting opportunity, actually, for, you know, companies to really consider creating a very, you know, sort of a clear and effective sort of virtual framework that will help them sort of attract and engage the right talent and hopefully be able to as uh, Michelle said earlier about attracting um, new talent options and having much more of a global um, reach. So yeah, I think it's exciting times ahead, still a lot to sort of learn and consider, um, but yeah, I definitely think it's here to stay and will certainly become the new standard. I hope so. I hope so, because I can really see the benefits of it. And I think a new normal way of recruitment, I think would be, would be great. I've we'll got look. one last top tip that would be lovely. Go on. And I'm, I'm sure Philip has been down for it as well. I think there is a bit for clients and candidates that is embracing the technology and not to be frightened of it. Employers should make sure that they don't just assume that people know the platform they're going to be recruiting on. So yes. when they're inviting people to, to be involved, they should have some form of, of guide or support or helpline that the candidate can call in advance of the interview. Uh, and equally, the, the, the candidate shouldn't be afraid of it either. And the, the dialogue should should be there and the environment should be there for, for both for both sides. And I'm even talking internally for managers as well. You know, don't just assume that because your manager is using a particular mm. platform for meetings with, with people, that they're going to think, and for, for internal people, they're going to think in the same way for candidates. So um, the technology education piece has to be um, twofold um, and people shouldn't um, be frightened of it and they should embrace it and ask for help when it's needed. No, really good point. Really good closing point. I could, could not agree more. I'm thinking about my own personal use with these with these technologies that's not always <laughs> seamless um no that's great well look thank you both I've, I've really enjoyed the conversation today it's been great and thanks for joining us michelle um, thank you for inviting me it's been great absolute pleasure and hopefully hopefully you know we'll, we'll have another topic to talk about and we can get you on again <laughs> no problem at all <laughs> brilliant take care thanks so much thank you thank you Thank you.